You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Jersey Boys Podcast right here on the Blogging the Boys Podcast Network, powered by SB Nation. Your host, Dave Sturchio, alongside America's fan, Keith Ernst, and, of course, nationally known comedian, Brett Ernst. Fellas, how we doing? We're feeling good. It's 3-1. and one. It's victory week, and we're going into another really big week. How we feeling, Keith? Oh, I feel great, man. I mean, what a game, dude. I mean, seriously, I mean, you know what I was impressed with in that game is the adjustments. Mm-hmm. And we, when we were down 14-13, and I and I and I I think we said this in the text. I know for certain they put a spy on Darnold for certain. Had to, had to. And and yeah, because I mean, you see, he couldn't run. They were. I mean, once you took that away from him, because mm-hmm. he had that the two third and longs. Remember, he ran for a first down. Right. And then he had the the touchdown he ran in. Right. But then you know. But anyways, yeah, I was I was impressed. I thought the coaching. Uh, you know, there wasn't any questionable coaching decisions this time, was there? Uh, the, how about the fact that they rested, quote, rested Trayvon Diggs? That's a coaching that decision. Little, yeah, but th- <laughs> I know, but then, didn't they say later he did have a little back issue? Yeah, they did. I guess they didn't want to press it, but like once the Panthers start marching back and making it a game as far yeah. as like on the scoreboard, you're like, okay, enough of the rest. Let's get Trayvon back in the game, please. You, uh, mean, you mean when little, when little Sturge sent a, uh, sent a <laughs> meme with 12 minutes left? <laughs> that was on and me. I was like, don't ever do that. Uh, that was on me, man. I was very disappointed with myself. I don't do that. That's not my style. That's not my MO uh, to post anything before the clock reads zero, zero, zero. But it is what it is. Uh, Brett, man, you you watched the same game we did, bro. You impressed with the defense again a couple weeks in a row now. I mean, yeah, again, they made, they were making plays, bro. And that's what you want your defense to do. I mean, I am concerned we missed another extra point, which, you know, well, we 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 went for two. We so went for two. we didn't miss it actually. Yeah. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It wasn't a Zerline kick this time, but it was a deci- It was a coaching decision. Going back to your decision, uh, your question. Uh, but but Keith. here's the thing: we all know that was a two pointer, and they took it away because of the they were making. Up it was the stupid fumble. Uh, it was the stupid call. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I didn't like the call the at all. Point, just man. yeah, I mean, just kick I mean, the extra point. I, when yeah. that was going on, I was like, "Yo, man, what are we doing?" It's so crazy because as soon as that that penalty did come up, uh, that was the first words out of my dad's mouth. It was like, now they're going to go for two. And I'm like, why? He's like, well, now they're on like the inch line. Why wouldn't you? You know what I mean? Like, it's just a and but then you're thinking to yourself, OK, you know what? That means hand the ball off to Zeke and we're good. You know what I mean? But of course, razzle dazzle, a little bit of uh, screen action to Schultz. And it's like, are but you they kidding? They called it a two pointer. I know. I know. And there was nothing to overrule it. They just did it because they felt bad about the Schultz fumble that Carolina should have had. Yeah, that was that was a little brutal. That was but, horrible, dude. Um, so obviously we go to three and one. We we tame we tame the Panthers. You know that they, they go down. They're three and one now as well. They're no longer undefeated. Uh, the bigger news. Um, you know, it, it's a, you know, a thing that I've been calling for, for a year. Uh, a lot of uh, the blogging, the boys podcast have already talked about it, but we're our, we are the hype guys going into Sunday and this Sunday, 
today, as you're listening to this, we're taking on the New York football giants for the first time, not on the sidelines, not on the field, is Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith has been cut, and the Packers have decided to take a flyer on the kid that we're paying for. The Cowboys are actually paying his salary for the year, so it's a free pick, really. It's a free free acquisition for the Packers. But your knee-jerk reaction when you heard the news, I know I had to break in it to you guys, right? Was I at least the source of breaking news to both of you? Yeah, um, me and were. All right, no, cool. No, you weren't for me. <laughs> ah, I, 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 actually, uh, I actually have you guys muted. <laughs> so I looked down. So what I did when I was at work, and I'm like, oh, what's going on? I went to CBS Sports, and it was the first headline. I'm like, oh, then I went to your text, and you would have broke it first, Sturge. So. Ah, damn. I'm trying. I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm trying to do. I'm trying to be the uh, the old Adam Schefter of the, of this podcast <laughs> to break the news. But yeah, dude, Jalen Smith finally on the outs. Uh, very. Uh, it's an impress to me. It's an impressive move for the Dallas Cowboy front office because this is basically saying you don't fit this mold anymore. And then obviously there was there was contract stuff where they asked him to remove the injury guarantee for next year, and he said no. So Jerry Jones was like, "That's cool, young man. Goodbye." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, and that, and they made that move. And I, I was more or less shocked of the timing of everything because look, we're going into Week Five. We're rolling. We won three in a row. We're three and one, you know, and then you make this adjustment on defense. What was your like immediate reaction? I'll start with Brett. Brett, when you got the news from me, the source of this news, what was your reaction to getting rid of Jalen Smith? Um, it just didn't make any sense at first. And, and it still doesn't make that much sense to me. Why we do it now, you know, um, and what do we have to gain from it? Uh, I, I mean, again, I don't, I don't know, man. It just didn't make sense for them to do it now. They should have done it in the either in the offseason and saved us some money. Um, I mean, my only guess is they were trying to use him to maybe get a draft pick. I mean, uh, uh, a trade. Yeah, they were. They were working on it. They were working and, on trading him off, and, and nobody was nobody's biting. Right. Nobody was biting. So, you know, they might as well do it now. I don't know. Oh, it's a, Yeah, it's like definitely said, tricky it's on the move, timing. It's a move they should have done, I thought before the season then well <clears throat> this is well how i look at it is yes i think they kept him on the team because maybe they wanted to try to get a draft choice out of him like brett said but the reason they're doing it now is we have a lot of players coming off ir correct okay and they're gonna have to replace and and and, and honestly he is one of the ones one of the weakest points right now and a lot of people don't real i know he had a great game week two versus san diego or a good game a great game for him but um <laughs> A lot of people uh, don't realize, I mean, even the last two games, they were saying he only played like 30 to 40 percent of the snaps. That's it. Yeah. James, so his his yeah. his his play was decreasing anyways. And, and you know, it, it's funny because and I got into it with a with a fan of the show, but who I also know um, because he's like, oh, this is you know, this is terrible. This is stupid. You know, look, week two and this. I'm like, these are and I know this guy very well. Here's somebody that watches a game and walks out of the room because he can't take it and then waits for the highlights or texts me to see what happens. <laughs> All these morning show people that are knocking the Cowboys for getting rid of Jalen Smith, they don't watch the games like we do. Correct. Okay. They Absolutely don't. Correct. Like the blog and the boys staff, like the Dallas Cowboys staff, like all the, they don't watch every play of every game. And here they are saying, Oh, this is terrible. Oh, this is, you don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Cause we've watched this defense. We, we saw one of the worst defenses in the NFL. We went back and watched the games. We'll tell you that Jalen Smith is picking the wrong gap. We'll tell you that Jalen Smith is over-pursuing. We'll tell you that Jalen Smith is not dropping back in the coverage like he should. We know these things because we watch every 
play. It reminds, uh, uh, it reminds me of the whole Romo thing, how people were always like, oh, Romo's, he's terrible. You never really watch the game. Stop it. Right, yeah. and it, it, So I like Jalen Smith, but you know what? I never knew. I mean, I like him as a person, I mean, obviously, because he seems so cool. Oh, he's a great, pretty dude. cool teammate. But did you ever see that clip of him? I never – I guess it was on Hard Knocks where he pushes the guy out of the way when they're celebrating in the end zone. Uh, because he wanted the he wanted the he wanted to get in in front of the camera. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, Oh, I seen that. Yeah, of course. I didn't see that. I just saw <laughs> the first time. The, the I think it was a uh, uh, the uh, was it Casey, the guy who made the insane curse. Yeah, Casey Curse, oh, one of those dude. I'm sure. Yeah, one of those guys, and he runs over when when he's trying to pass. Smith <laughs> just pushes him and gets right in the camera like it's yeah, like, like yeah, dog, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Brett, you were gonna um, say again, something. I'm I'm only questioning the timing on it. That's all I'm questioning. Yeah, I mean it's it's a weird thing because again we're we're now only four games into the season we're heading into a fifth game. My biggest fear was when we cut Jalen Smith that he was going to sign with the Giants because they just lost Blake Martinez for the year. So I thought for sure I thought for sure he was going to go to the Giants and give away all of our dirty dirty secrets. Uh, but he did not. It ultimately, he signs with the Packers. There is a relationship there with uh, their head coach. He was actually on the Notre Dame staff. Uh, when Jalen Smith was playing. So I guess, you know, take a flyer on a former player. Uh, he knows him. At, listen, personality-wise, again, we just said it. Great dude. Uh, does their lot for his community. Everything you can ask for out of an NFL player, he does it. He just doesn't know, you know, he's not very good at football anymore. And, and we've been saying it for a year. And I think that it was warranted and justified and everything that the Cowboys are doing. This, this just goes to show you, and it goes to show that this Cowboys team is a little different than than normal, different than what we're used to. When we drafted Jalen Smith, it was like the feel-good story that Jerry Jones wanted. You know what I'm saying? Like, he wanted that, yeah. oh, we'll give this kid a chance. He'll be okay. And then it kind of blew up in his face and then finally coming to terms with saying, you know what, this team might be special this year and the liability of him being on the field. Jane Slater made the point yesterday that said that he's been on the sidelines more in the first four games of the season than he's ever been in his entire career during a whole season. Yeah. So, like, he's he's not on the field. So, again, weird timing. Keanu Neal coming back. Jabril Cox going to get some reps now. We're going to we're gonna find out just I'll exactly. What, I'll tell you what I like is Luke Gifford. Yeah, yeah. These, these guys can all find new spots and new little opportunities here with Jalen Smith not being on the team. And, again, if you don't fit the mold – Dan Quinn has has disposed of you, and that and that actually, you know, that actually led into like Cheeto's release or not release, but just not resigning. He didn't fit the mold that he wanted. He he wanted the taller, lengthier, you know, guys that can come down with the ball. Cheeto didn't fit that bill, you know, and you and you bring in his guys. Uh, Jabril Cox, I'm very excited about him getting on the field more. It's going to be good for the team. Uh, from a morale standpoint, I know J uh, Leighton Vander Esch sounded off a little bit this week where he said uh, for you guys to like concern yourself about another man's job when it's not your job is kind of nauseating and he was like i'm paraphrasing but like he wasn't happy with the 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 hard critique that a lot of the fans and a lot of the media were giving jalen smith because i guess you know they're boys they're they're a linebacker you, you go to war for your guys and that's that's a thing but yeah, and, you know and he wasn't the he wasn't the only one that got upset i think Z, i mean a couple of players i saw z came out was i mean he wasn't upset at the fans but he's upset that he got released and that's what i now that i am not for I'm not for getting on these these social media platforms and and as far as like you know typing and you know whatever leaving comments I should say yeah and saying oh he sucks oh I'm glad he's got, like stop man like that's not that's not he's still a Dallas Cowboy he still gave us everything he could give us mm -hmm. I don't hate the guy you don't need to talk bad about him that way 
But yes, his performance was not up to par at all. Well, I got a question to you guys though. Don't you think that the timing now, when we're on a roll, well, mm-hmm. and and you know you're going to get rid of him now? Which again, I don't know why now. Well, this um, is the reason. I'll, I'll wait, you, bro, I'm saying, on. don't you think okay. that might mess with morale a little bit? It it could. I mean, I, I was thinking of that too a little bit, but uh, who we don't know what's really going on inside those lo- inside that locker room. But I will say the two reasons why. Okay. Well, he was very well liked by the team, bro. Very well liked. Yeah, yeah when that, he's not that, pushing that's him been, out of the way for that's, been, that's been documented that he's I a mean, good teammate. Yes. Stop. It's, uh, I know. I don't. There's more than that. But I'm just saying that the, the two reasons why um, one, I'm like Sturge said, the injury clause, and mm-hmm. two, people are coming off IR. Like a few players. We're we're yeah, we're running out of so space. Meant, you yeah, know what I mean? So like I meant, it, it, those two things combined, I think, are the reasons he, he's not here. And, so. and look, when you ask when you ask a player to be kind of like a team player and he says no, obviously, look, all these NFL athletes, any professional athlete is technically an independent contractor. You know what I mean? You got to get yours. I understand. He gets the bag last year. People gave him money last year. Now the Cowboys said, look, in order for us you to help the team right now, we're gonna need you to waive that injury clause in your contract right and and he just said you know straight up no I, i'm not doing that right so it's it's a it's a business move this is a cutthroat business this is a cutthroat organization now all of a sudden now they're making the stiffer moves right they're making the moves that you don't expect them to make this was definitely not expected right i mean this is something that we definitely didn't see coming you know and, and i i want to say that you know it, it's it remains to be seen how it does affect team morale, like Brett was asking. But I think right now is the time where, and I said this in a tweet this morning. I said, I don't think there's going to be a single play, right, going forward on the defensive side of the ball that either me, you, or 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 Keith, or any of us three, or any Cowboys fans for that matter, are going to say, well, that wouldn't have happened if Jalen Smith was on the field. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? There's you know not going to be- say that? You know who's going to say that? Uh, like I, I the, Stephen the A. Smith. I brought up, yeah, I brought <laughs> yeah. up earlier. Yeah, no, so it's going to be one big play in a highlight reel. See if Jalen Smith was there, that wouldn't no, happen. See, like, yeah, you see, no clue what you're talking the, the, about. The no, kid, again, the, again, though, um, I just question the timing of it. That's all. But I'm sure yeah. there's some behind the scenes stuff going on. Yeah, yeah of course. But once you know, it, and, 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 again, and if Jalen, if Jalen wasn't willing to, to restructure, which I'm pretty sure they must have asked him. You know, hey, look. You, you, we we might need you to to change a few things, like you said. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "No, I'm not." Then yeah. it's like, "Dude, you're you're not playing." Right, you're not like okay. Well, guess what, Borrow? If you if you were playing out of your mind, then I would say like, "All right, I guess yeah, it is what it is, man. We'll figure this out." But if you're playing the way Jalen Smith has been playing for the last year and a half now, then you don't have that wiggle room to say like, "Nah, man, I'm not going to restructure. I'm Look, not going to do this." I was a big supporter of him. I know he had it in him. I obviously love his story. I obviously loved him as a kid. You know, he's a great guy. Um, but you know, he wasn't playing. He was not the highlight of the defense. I mean, there's a couple plays no. where you're like, "Dude, come on, man!" Yeah, no, of course. I mean, I, I, every he, week he was I was position, he overpursued, yeah, and, and again, he he's got to know that. He's got to know that. You know, I've been, I got benched before, and I deserved it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, you know when you're not playing up to your ability. 
Right. And, and you know what? Maybe one day down the line, you know, we see Jalen in Lambeau or he comes back to Dallas in the playoffs this year. Who knows? Who knows? It's, it's too early to tell. All right. So it is hype time, folks. Uh, we got the New York football giants coming in. Speaking of hype, they've built a little bit of their own with a win an overtime win over the New Orleans Saints last week. Uh, as far as practice is concerned, going into this week, the Dallas Cowboys have practice. rested. Yeah, practice. The Cowboys have definitely um you know, rested a little bit more. Uh, Zeke Elliott, after his big performance, didn't practice Wednesday. Uh, assured everybody he'd be back Thursday, according to McCarthy. Uh, he was back at practice in individual drills. Same with Amari Cooper. So it seems like we're going to have all of our guys that we need to have on the field. Randy Gregory also mispracticed. Bradley and I uh, and Keanu Neal both lifted off the COVID list. So they're back at, you know, doing their thing. So we're getting guys back. This is going to work out nice. Um, as far as the Giants are concerned, they're coming off this big win, and I say big win because any overtime win is a big win, and that will boost your team morale. Daniel Jones named defense, uh, Offensive Player of the Week this week, which is like, holy, really, like what? <laughs> you know, like Daniel Jones of all people. Uh, so do you guys think, I'll start with Keith, the Giants with the win over the Saints, are they riding high? Are they riding too high? Are they going to ride into the roadblock? What, what do you think this Giants team is about four games into the season as they're one and three? I think that they're riding high. Okay, I don't say they're riding too high. What I'm concerned with is we're riding too high. Um, yeah, so but when is that? What is that feeling going to stop for the Dallas for our I team? Don't know. I mean, uh, it's so weird. You can't like like right. we're bringing up the whole cheese thing. You just don't right. need to keep coming out and playing. So right. yeah, I think if you're asking me that one spe one specific question, yeah, of course they're they're feeling good about themselves, man. They went into New Orleans and beat. Look, Daniel Jones threw for over 400 yards against. One of the better defenses in the NFL. The Saints' defense is really good. The only reason the Saints have been winning is because of their defense. That Saints' defense shut down Aaron Rodgers week one. Correct. They didn't even score a touchdown. And Daniel Jones just threw for 400 yards on him. And here's another thing. Props to Daniel Jones. And why, what, what, the reason I say that is when he was drafted early, he got people bashed the Giants organization. And guess who did it? I did. I was like, I'm that. That's terrible. You guys could have waited. You could have did this. You could have did that. So it's nice to see him kind of, you know, fight back a little bit against that criticism with a game like that, you know? Yeah. So um, sure. I know, I know, I know. We can't. I'm not. I still hate the Giants, everyone. I'm just welcome, saying. Welcome to like the Jersey Boys podcast sponsored by the New York football Giants. <laughs> he seems like a good dude. Well, well, that's, such a, that's such a Tommy boy thing. Like, hmm, he seems like a nice guy. <laughs> You know, though, you uh, you you know, you, you want to be as honest as possible, regardless. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, and you I mean, know, I'm, Keith Keith knows I've always liked Danny Dimes. Yeah, Danny yeah, Dimes. Yeah. Oh my I'm goodness. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, my God. So, yeah, so I get it. I'll answer that question for you, but you want to get more into the game, I'll do that in a little bit. Brett, go ahead. Uh, what, what's... He, well, he just, are, are they right? They, they beat the Saints. Are they riding high or is well, this team no, still I'm the one and three like, team? Look, they they're they're still an odd team to figure out. You know what I mean? Uh, you, you don't know who we're going to get. Um, I, I mean, obviously, they have the potential to, to, to be good. Um, it, it's tough, man. It's tough. I, I would say as far as us riding high, I'm glad I, I like seeing that Dak isn't doing that. And Dak is telling the team, "Look, you know, we yeah. gotta, we still gotta focus. You know, we can't, we can't lose focus." And that's reassuring. Uh, I mean, if the way all things should be played out, uh, it, we should win this game. But yes. you never know. You know what I mean? You never know. Yeah. To speak on the Dak point, I definitely think you know the, the a beautiful thing that the Dallas Cowboys do is they do the sounds from the sidelines. I don't know if you guys watch that. It comes out every week. Um, it's on like YouTube and, and DallasCowboys.com. They do sounds from the sidelines. So basically, the sidelines are mic'd up. You hear a lot of the in-depth conversation happening. Mm-hmm. When when they were up big uh, against Carolina, Dak was still on the sidelines, like smacking his guys around, saying like, "Who wants the next one? Who wants the next one? Like, let's keep yeah. going." And that's a, a dog dog mentality that is a mamba mentality i love it um i think that that prescott is playing his best ball he was actually it's funny his press conference after the, the panther game uh when somebody read his read his stat line to him they're like oh you know you did this through this for a buck 80 blah, blah blah he goes bro i didn't i didn't even break 200 really <laughs> you know like yeah. he was he, he know like he's trying but it's it's not necessary when you're the dallas cowboys right now yeah. and you have a good little balance between run and pass, you know, you don't, you're not, we are a better team than the giants. Absolutely. We are a better team on paper. We're actually a better team than Carolina. I don't think, I don't, you know, skills wise, we're, we're, we have a lot of talent. I listen, I I hate to say it, but I mean, I think the Dallas Cowboys are up in the upper echelon of NFC teams, not even just the East, they're they're scoring in bunches right now. And and we, we still don't know who we are. Well, true, but you got to look at I mean, what 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 Starch is saying too. I mean, we beat. We're the only reason why the Panthers are not undefeated and the Chargers are not undefeated, and we're pretty much one field goal while while time expired against the Buccaneers from being. We're 4-0. we're a bad defensive pass interference call away from being four and zero. That's no, a true story. No, yes, we are. And no, then you're looking not. at. But then let's let's talk By about the, way, the Giants real quick. That field goal, Starch. You think you think uh, uh, Brady's throwing the ball out of bounds? No, no. We they were dry. It's fine. It was our we first did, but game. If, if Brady, we're, we're, but if, if he it'll missed be a that different kick, team that we faced him in the playoffs because we're going to go. I'm okay. talking about the kick. I'm talking about the kick. I'm talking about the, the, the yeah. So we're the field t- goal to uh, right. We're we're a buzzer beater kick for, away yeah. from being. If he missed it, we win. But so, I meant. But no, I was going to say that about uh, about the about the Giants. Them too, man. I mean, they 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 could have beat Washington. They could have beat Atlanta, so they could easily be three and one. 
and they were beating Denver in the beginning of the game. So, you know, they're they're a little deceptive at, at one and three right now. Yeah, I mean, some, a couple things to look at. I mean, obviously, we talked about Daniel Jones already coming in as reigning NFC Offensive Player of the Week. Saquon Barkley yes, uh, last week uh, definitely showed some of the wheels again, showed some of his moves. I don't know if I'm buying into Saquon Barkley being Saquon Barkley right now. But again, they're, 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 everybody's riding high right now, and, and the Giants are feeling good about themselves. One thing I will say is that they're very banged up uh, as far as on the receiving side of things, the Giants. They could be without Sterling Shepard and Slayton this week as they're practicing you know, off and on all week. We'll find out more as we record this. It's a little too early to say between walkthroughs and travel and all that stuff. But I will say this, Trayvon Diggs will be on uh, Kenny Galladay. You know what I mean? So that that kind of takes away. I, and I say take away. Like, I know that a lot of people don't want to jump too, too heavy onto the Trayvon Diggs train. But this kid is an absolute lockdown superstar corner, hands down. Right. So that yeah. takes that takes away Galladay. Right. So who else does Daniel Jones have right, to throw listen, to? Again, man, we're not we don't know. We Right now, every the Dallas Cowboys are playing good football. That's all we know. And and, you know, again, we've been here before, dude. And this is a perfect game where Saquon Barkley does find his wheels and just runs all over us, man. You're not I mean, wrong. There's, it, it, we're almost like that little puppy that's got beat, and now, you know, you go to pet us, and we're still like growling. <laughs> I mean, the Dallas Cowboys fans for 26 years have been, we've been beat up, man. So you, you know, it's it's hard for me. I'm excited to watch him play. I'm excited, but. I, we, I'm still waiting for something to happen. I think every, I think every Cowboys fan is being cautiously, cautiously optimistic, including myself. I'm waiting for something like if we drop a game to the Giants, it's going to be a very nasty feeling in your Dude, stomach. We should have, we should have lost uh, against them last year, man. You know, well, that was a that was a completely bad. worse. That was going, a really bad team. <laughs> so. Going back, going back to what you were saying about Trayvon Diggs, um, I agree, Starch. And here's the thing about our defense and their turnovers, and with Daniel Jones is we've created turnovers and I mean, we, we got two interceptions from Tom Brady, two interceptions from uh, Justin Herbert, interceptions from Kyler Murray, pick six. Interceptions not, not Kyler to, Murray, not Kyler Murray. I'm sorry. Uh, I wish it was Kyler Murray. <laughs> Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Uh, um, and then obviously Sam Darnold's having one of his best seasons and we were picking him off. So mm. all those interceptions we've had, those turnovers, Danny Dimes is known for turning the ball over. He's been playing well, obviously, but he's known for turning the ball over. That I expect that to happen in this game. Yeah, I, 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 I kind of want Danny Dimes to go back to Danny Nichols and just yeah. start throwing the ball around and I mean, and, it, and it something makes to sense. right and something to say to your uh, you know the turnovers that you're causing. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of these, a lot of them, if not all of them. I mean, I don't remember every single one of them because there has been a lot of interceptions by this Dallas defense. A lot of these interceptions at the Dallas defense, they're they're going to get that ball themselves. Like these aren't ill-advised throws. These yeah. are these are our corners jumping routes and making plays. And that's when I think that, you know, if you take Galladay out of the picture and you kind of hover Trayvon Diggs around, you are going to see Anthony Brown on a Kadari- on a Kadarius Tony. You are going to see, you know, our 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 other cornerbacks involved. We're like days away from having Kelvin Joseph back or days away from Nation Wright. You know what I mean? Like these guys, we're actually adding corners yes. as we go. So if they're playing this good now, I, I'm, again, cautiously optimistic. They're playing very good defense, which is absurd. And I would say it. they start the game like they did against Carolina in the second half because Daniel Jones is very elusive. 
very fast. He trips over his own feet. We know that. Yeah. But he could get a lot of yards running. So we cannot let him do what Sam Darnold did to us in the first I, half. I, I I think that Daniel Jones is definitely a better runner than a Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold isn't known for his wheels, but yet he right. showed us that he could score twice, which yeah, is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. But I will say Daniel Jones, elusive dude. Now, it depends on what you want to do with him. The Giants' offense is obviously their weak point. You know, that's some uh, offensive line. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. is something that they have not addressed in a couple of years, and I don't know why. Right? You have your stud running back. You got your fifth overall pick quarterback. Why aren't you trying to uh, address your offensive line? The Dallas Cowboys' defensive line. Randy Gregory has been a man on a mission, as I predicted that this kid would you be did. for a you full did. season. And we're doing this all—all all this pressure that's coming and being generated by the D line. There's no Demarcus Lawrence. There's a Micah Parsons. Now, our the one thing I will say last week when you talked about coaching decisions, Keith, mm-hmm. the fact that Micah Parsons was not on the edge a lot and he was standing up and playing linebacker a lot, that was kind of rubbing me the wrong way because I'm like, why would you remove this kid from what he just excelled at the week before? You know, but right. I guess, again, these guys got the analytics. They got everything under control because the defense is playing well. But I will say if Randy Gregory and Micah Parsons are on this defensive line, Daniel Jones is not going to have a lot of lanes to run around. Like he's going to, that offensive line will collapse. So if he's elusive, like you say he is, and everybody kind of sees that he has wheels, it's just going to be a matter of him stepping up and making plays. He's not going to be able to scramble around. Well, here's the thing. I I think it's more the the linebackers and safeties coming up, making sure he's not doing that. You know what I'm saying? Correct. Correct. Because they're all going to come in. They over, you know, they go, they surround the quarterback. You know, you have that, you have those open lanes to go. So I don't know, whatever they have. Yeah. Hopefully they have a good game plan going here. Yeah, and another thing, one more position group to really watch out for is Dalton Schultz and Blake Jarwin. You know, the Giants have been, like, infamous and known for the fact that they can't cover a tight end worth of anything. They have never been able to do it. Not even Jason Witten, who you, me, and and Brett are all faster than. You know what I mean? Like, they yeah. couldn't cover Jason Witten. They're, like, now you have athletic tight ends coming in. I think that's another big day out of these well, tight ends. I mean, uh, if we're going to segue into that, my my guy again, man, is that kid Cedric Wilson is is, you know, look, man, it's very hard. Who do you cover with our defense? And again, you know, uh, uh, during the week they're talking about Amari Cooper's injuries. He's just said, "Yo, these are just season injuries. This is what we got to play with." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he made that insane catch in the end zone this week. Um, between him, CD, and Cedric, I, I really think. Uh, and now we got our tight ends. I mean, look, Giants are going to have their handful. Yeah, you know, uh, they're they're going to have their hands full because we also got Pollard and Zeke. Um, we got a lot of weapons, a lot of weapons. And, but mm-hmm. offensively, I, I think this is the type of game Saquon could break out on our defense. You know, and again, people, if that happens, are going to bring up the Jalen Smith thing. Why did we trade him now? Was that good for morale? You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I pose this question too, because this is interesting. It'll be 364 days to the day that Dak Prescott broke his ankle against the New York football giants. So wow. do you oh, wow. think, yeah, it'll be literally one year later that this hat, well, a day short from a full year. But do you think that a, that messes with Dak B motivates Dak or C kind of all of the above, like he's going to be playing out of his mind, but he might also be susceptible uh, you, to you, some bad plays. D it's, it's, I don't even think he thinks about it. I agree. I think it's D. Okay. <laughs> he's just so, going out there. Yeah. All right. He, so you think he, he's cool composed and then saying, yeah, you know what? Yeah. nobody's worried well, he, about he it. He don't care, man. Yeah. I, I, listen, that's what he said. They brought that up right away in the post game. Um, you know, if it, 
that how, that's how I found out. It was literally a year later. Um, These are it, just talking points to get everybody talking. Um, you know, uh, being a fan of the Cowboys and watching the NFC East and knowing, you know, this is this is a rivalry, bro. Yeah, and it's not a game to be taken lightly. Again, you this know, is this has got Philadelphia vibes to it. It does. Right, and you know the Eagles. Even next time we play them, it's these are our division rivals, mm -hmm. and you know they can easily it can easily go south. Agreed, agreed. I, I mean, I do worry about our coaching a little bit, though. I really do. I mean, I love what what Quinn's doing, but you know McCarthy. I still, it, you know, there's some decisions he's made. Like, I just. Hey, in his defense, he did call some timeouts in the first half last week, which was really <laughs> he actually exciting. did his job. Yeah. He did, yeah, he called some timeouts. He learned that there is a game clock in the first half, and he used them. Uh, you know, didn't really pay off at all. But yeah, I mean, look, there's there's a couple question marks. Uh, again, I always wonder like when that cute play is going to be called by Kellen Moore when we're rolling and he wants to try a reverse or something. You know, yeah. something crazy where we're going to lose our minds over it. But look, let's get into it, man. It's prediction time. It's the Dallas Cowboys taking on the New York Football Giants. The Dallas Cowboys coming in three and one. Winners of three straight, and the Giants are riding high off of their overtime win over the Saints. They come in one and three. I'll start with Keith, America's fan himself, who has been cautiously optimistic every week when I see his video on blogging the boys when we do the predictions. He's always looking for that one factor as to why we can lose the game. But he picked the Cowboys last week to beat the Panthers. Mm -hmm. How do you feel this week uh, against the New York Giants? Well, we're the hypes. We're the hype boys, right? We are the hype boys. <laughs> Let's go. Yo, should we should we get chains? Should we get Maybe. chains? Yeah. And just like brand ourselves hype boys. We need what? an air horn. <laughs> so check this out. Everybody, listen, man. Dak Prescott has not lost to the New York Giants since his rookie season. Okay. Can't forget about that. Here's another point. This is the worst defense statistically our offense has won against this whole season. Well, that's and fun. we yeah, but that's that's great. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, they're the 22nd ranked defense right now. Soon to be next week, the 30th ranked defense after we're done with them. Let's go. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so okay. where we got, where we and got, then, what's, what's up? Hold on. Hold on. And now right. you look up now. Now you look at their offensive side. Okay. I'm not scared of Saquon. I'm scared of Saquon for one play. Maybe he's always good for that one, like 65 yeah. yard run or pass. The home run. Because yeah. all he does is dance in the backfield. The guy does not know how to pick a hole. He doesn't. And I hope that continues this week, okay, mm -hmm. when he's playing. Now, the one that does scare me, obviously, is Daniel Jones. But, once again, turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. I expect us to have turnovers in this game. And not only that, I see the Giants driving on us, but I see us having turnovers, which isn't brilliant because that's what's been happening all season. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side, I do not see their defense stopping our offense. You know, they fine, they stopped the Saints offense. Fine, they, they really haven't played an offense like ours. Which you know, we nuts. I, I hate I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> I know, you know what I'm saying? Like I hate I hate getting so hyped, but you're right, bro. No, they haven't. Right. They haven't. I mean, you know, it's look what we did to the Bucks defense. Look what we did to these other defense. Look what we did to Carolina, the number right. one defense in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, look, it is what it is. We have a really nice balance right now. The balance does I mean our offense, our offense is way Obviously, not way better, but a lot better than our defense. We know that, but our defense is playing just good enough with those turnovers. So, give me the Cowboys here. Um, I like them. I would say thirty-eight to seventeen or twenty. Okay, we're going. We're going thirty-eight. We're going almost forty burger style against the New York Giants. Okay, I yeah. like it. I like it. Brett, where are we at? How do you feeling, bro? Well, I had us. What was what was the prediction? I had like thirty-five. 
17. Yeah, you were you were very close last week. Um, I disagree 100% with my brother. I think this is going to be a fight. And and to be honest with you, I really think the Giants might even be ahead for for a minute. Um, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing we we're going to win. I think we're going to win, but I think it's going to be much closer. You All know, right. I think we might win by like four points. Okay, so the Giants, so the, so the, the backdoor cover at the end of the game. I like it. I like it. Um, I, if I had a look at this game as a whole, it's very reminiscent of what Philly posed to us as far as mobile quarterbacks, some decent weapons on offense, piss poor defense uh, that they haven't really. I mean, they haven't really achieved what everybody thought. When I looked at the New York Giants in the beginning of the year, I said the one side of the ball that they did improve on was their defense. They do have some playmakers out there. But the Dallas Cowboys offense is literally fly, like firing on all cylinders. When you guys got guys got Cedric Wilson scoring touchdowns left and right, you know what I mean? And you don't even have to worry about Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lent. There's a lot of firepower going on right now. I do like Dak Prescott's just mentality and, and swag in this league right now. He's definitely playing with a chip on his shoulder, basically telling everybody that anybody who doubted his shoulder, anybody who doubted the, the ankle, anybody who doubted this kid, he's really putting them all to sleep right now. Um, and, and I and I do like the Dallas Cowboys in this game. I'm not going 38. I will say they're going to score over 30 points again. They're going to take this one 33 to 16, and I will preface that by saying I know that I'm predicting the Giants to score 16 points. In or so for that, that means they will score a touchdown, right? So when the Dallas Cowboys do give up a touchdown, I can't overreact like I always do. And the group chat saying this defense is back. It sucks. It's over. We lose every game. It's it's been a, a, such an up and down. Did you say thirty three to sixteen? Yes. That is such an odd number. I know. I'm starting to feel like Cynthia Freeland, uh, where she's like throwing Bro, out twenty twos every week. Thirty three. If you nail that, that's that's amazing. <laughs> thirty three. I'm looking more like, like thirty one twenty seven. Sturch is like Cowboys win eleven to two. <laughs> One bad snap causes that very safety, and then we struggle. Uh, yeah, no, 33-16, give me the Dallas Cowboys. So, look, this has been another hype episode. We're all hyped. The hype boys are here. You heard of the hot boys? We're the hype boys, bro. We're going to get yeah. chains. Let's go. We're going to get – let's, let's go. Let's go. So, the Cowboys go in, win their fourth straight game. They got a date with Mac Jones next week. We're not getting ahead of ourselves. Let's take care of the Giants first. Let's, let's remain with the foot on the throat of the NFC East as those teams continue to struggle. Uh, the Panthers are playing with a little bit of a chip now, too, and they got the Eagles. So we're excited to see how that works out. Go ahead. I want to say one more thing. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. That's all and good. We got to realize one thing. If Washington wins this weekend and we lose, Washington's first in the NFC East, I think. Because I think they got the, the – well, we would have one division win. I guess they, they don't have, have – a- what? They would, no, they're not. No, they would have one too. No, they yeah. beat the Giants. I know, so but we beat the we beat the Eagles. Well, then we beat. Well, that, but that would, right. But I'm saying if we lose, you say. No, we're not going to lose. Stop. No, I'm saying if we lose, <laughs> yeah, and they win, so, yeah. Well, listen, if the Cowboys lose, uh, the the world. I'm telling you right now, the will the world, the Cowboys nation, and the Cowboys media will implode a little bit. Um, but it, I guess it all depends on how they would have lost. See, this, is the why, door- this is what look. This is why I'm glad Dak is at the helm. Is he's he is a hundred percent telling them stay focused. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, we can definitely. lose, but but the fans on the other hand are talking a lot of smack, and they need to they need to kill, they need to chill out a little bit. I think so too. It's, it's one thing to enjoy where we're at, but we've been here before, and you know, it, I, I just think a lot of the fans need to just chill I, chill I, out a little bit. 
I think part of that part of that is definitely a big uh, contribution to what we did last year. You know what I mean? Like what what that season was like last year. We're just really really excited this year. You got Dak back. You got everybody real, uh, rolling. So anyway, for that uh, for Dave Sturgeo and of course Brett and Keith Ernst, this has been another episode of the Jersey Boys podcast. And uh, let's go Cowboys. Let's get this dub and let's continue to reign supreme in the NFC East. to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.